0: Welcome to the family, here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajin. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, DoubleTwist, and I'm sure some others as well. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be joining you once again today. Uh, luckily, not much of a delay since the last episode. Sometimes, after the draft review, it could be months. Could be months, but there's just been enough news, enough of a mailbag. I gotta get online. I gotta get on, and I gotta start uh, another Purple Mafia show to talk to you. Kind of emptying the mailbag and getting caught up with it. It was rather than having to get get caught up with it all like months from now, and be like, oh yeah, and by the way, Jerry Burns died back in May. Yeah, that wouldn't be very nice. So we gotta talk about Jerry Burns today. Uh, Obviously, one of the most (laughs) interesting coaches of all time. A character, this and that—that's the number one word you could say, especially when you listen to sound bites like this. What the hell? What the hell can you do? It doesn't get much better than that, of course. That was from the big rant, like "What the hell can you do?" Because he was saying, last week he ran for 65 yards, or like he returned a ball for 65 yards. <laughs> this week he fumbles the ball. What? What the hell? What the hell can you do? And it, it is kind of like that at the workplace sometimes. Last week we made record numbers. This week four people called in. What the hell can you do? It is kind of like that. You just feel helpless sometimes. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. Um, Yeah. It's easier to relate to a guy like that than to certain people that think they're up on cloud nine, think they're God, and look at all my rings. I'm the king of kings, and I've got the best offense ever. I've won 20 national championships. Yeah, whatever. We're happy for you. You know, the Nick Sabans of the world, you know, they're on top of the world. They're on cloud nine 24 hours a day, and then you get guys like that. Like, what the hell can you do? You know? You know, give us a break here, damn it. You know, stop trashing us in the newspaper. Stop booing us. You know, when they when you show our pictures, <laughs> stuff like that. So show our pictures on the Jumbotron, this and that. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. It was an entertaining bit. Uh, luckily for Jerry Burns, unlike many other Vikings coaches and players over the years, he got multiple Super Bowl, Super Bowl rings, pardon me, as the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Vince Lombardi, but uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Jerry. But no, <laughs> yep, he was part of the uh, Green Bay Packers Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two victory, so you know, it's it's a little bit easier to like those teams, I guess, because it's so far in the past. The Vikings were just barely getting on the map at that stage, so it is what it is. I don't think the Vikings have even made the playoffs yet. Uh, and then, next thing you know, the Vikings look extremely promising, and the Packers didn't, this and that, but of course he joined... Bud Grant as the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, and was there for 18 years as offensive coordinator. That kind of thing just doesn't happen anymore. Head coach and coordinator for 18 years. It just doesn't happen. 68 to 85. 68 to 85, and he did not get hired as the head coach of the Vikings in 84, which disappointed Bud Grant and, you know, kind of heartbroken uh, Mr. Jerry Burns when the Vikings went with Les Steckel. They went 3-13 and 13 that year, and then Bud Grant took over in 85. Jerry Burns took over in 1986. And there you go. It's crazy to think he was only the fourth head coach of the Vikings at the time. Uh, the Vikings had already been around since, what, 61. And then, and one of the coaches had lasted for a year. Just think about that. Isn't that the darndest thing? Where obviously the third head coach lasted for quite a while. 68 to 85, ultimately. Um, and again, 84. He didn't coach. He had retired and then returned. So, yes, Bud Grant did coach in the Metrodome. Obviously, Jerry Burns was, yeah, off a, offensive coordinator in both places, in both stadiums. Lived all the way up to May 12, 2021 at age 94. And Bud Grant also turned 94 this past week. So literally, not only from the same generation, but born the same year. Bud Grant, born in Wisconsin, and Mr. Uh, Jerry Burns, born in Detroit, Michigan. Pretty cool. Very entertaining guy, and of course coached the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes, who of course kicked the Gophers' butts over many, 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 many years coached the Iowa Hawkeyes in the 60s before he joined the Minnesota Vikings staff. Pardon me about this. I didn't even turn this down, which I apologize. <laughs> Isn't that just part of the, uh, yeah, that's just the luck of the draw there. 61-65 to 65 did uh, Jerry Burns coach. 5-4 and four in his first year, and it was all downhill from there. Yet they tied for 7th place for some reason because <coughs> they were only 2-4 and four in the conference. That's a pretty short schedule there. Only 9 games total. And only six games in the Big Ten Conference back in the mid '60s. They're five and four overall, tied for seventh. Four and five in '62, tied for fifth because they were three and three. Three, three, 2 They tied twice in 1963. Wow, that was the year Kennedy, of course, was assassinated in November, and Michael Jordan was born in February. Historical year in both senses, I suppose. Two three and one in the conference in 1963. Only three and six. Uh, so the schedule had increased. At that case it, in that case, excuse me, three and six and sixty four only one and five in the conference, Whew, nineteen sixty five not a good year, one and nine overall, 0 and seven in the big Ten conference, unfortunately, only sixteen twenty seven and two overall eight twenty two and one with the or excuse me in the uh in the in the conference, not a very good record as the Iowa head coach, unfortunately, much better with the Minnesota Vikings later on, must not have been a very well uh just, this must not have been a, 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 all that great of a program, but unfortunately, that kind of falls on everybody after a five-year period. It's unfortunate, and I'm not trying to trash anybody. It just wasn't a good run, I guess, and it certainly didn't end well. He probably was cursing his head off at that stage, but uh, yeah, well, 9-9 a boo-boo. I won a Super Bowl with the Packers in the next year, so <laughs> the Packers. Bart Star, Bart Star, Bart Star, yes, yes, sorry. Um, that was really something, wasn't it? Oh man, Minnesota Vikings head coach. This is where the importance comes in, though. Of course, again, offensive coordinator. He was the same guy. They said he basically didn't change at all. All the people around him, over the years, say he didn't change at all, and that's cool. He was still the same kind of players' coach, kind of a just a you know, cool guy with a bad mouth, basically. You know, that's basically what he was. Uh, you know, and he was kind of <laughs> just kind of on the fly. He'd say the most odd thing sometimes. Well, you know, the offense just get out there and do it. He'd be like that, and uh, Tommy Kramer was asking him, "So what are we gonna do next?" That's when he joined Dan Barrero, Tommy Kramer, that is. So what are we gonna do? You're the offensive coordinator, and he's like, "I don't know. You go out there and you go out there and make your own decision. You know the offense." It's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> that's kind of funny, but I, I guess that's Jerry Burns. I guess it is. Uh, nine and seven, second place in the Central, but not good enough to make the postseason in '86. Tommy Kramer got hurt that year. And a lot of people will swear that the 1986 Vikings could have won the Super Bowl. They were that good. Tommy Kramer was actually uh, voted in as the starting quarterback in the Pro Bowl. He was that good in 86. A lot of people say he could have been like a superstar, but then he got hurt, and he was never really the same after that, was Tommy Kramer. And, of course, alcoholism also didn't help Tommy Kramer's career as things went forward. A freaking shame. 1986, the Vikings could have been spectacular. It's also a shame I didn't really get to see many of these games. I saw a little bit here and there during the Jerry Burns era, but I didn't become a full-time Viking fan until 92, which I'm ashamed to say. At, at age 41, going on 42 in July, I'm ashamed to say I didn't become a full-time full, full uh, full-time Viking fan until 92, but at least that's still about 30 years now. Yeah, it is 30 years. 30 years total. 30, 30 seasons as a Viking fan. But, man, I wish I got to see that era, because I would have grown up with it right there. That would have been my my early years as a, as a kid, kind of basically into my teens in '91. Bummer, man. Bummer, 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 uh, Eight and seven record, of course, strike shortened season, and the replacement team apparently the Vikings had was one of the worst of all. In fact, if not the worst, Vikings went zero and three during that during that stretch. They probably would have had a significantly better record. Luckily, still lucky enough to make the postseason, the Minnesota Vikings. One whole game was completely lost, and three games also to. Uh, Uh, You know, as obviously you see, there's only 15 games on the schedule that year. And uh, three games were literally lost on the field because the uh, replacement players were really bad for the Vikings compared to other teams. That kind of thing would never happen today. Replacement players. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that 86 excellence had uh, moved on into 87. It's a damn shame that Kramer got hurt. But Wade Wilson did a hell of a job. Vikings go all the way to the NFC Championship game under Jerry, of course, again, beating the 49ers. First, we whooped on the Saints. Then we beat the 49ers in the next round. That was great. Go to the conference final. And just it was just the ball was thrown a little low, a little bit off. It would have been a difficult play for Darren Nelson, but many would believe he still could have caught it if he just was ready for it. And he didn't. Would have tied the game. Wouldn't have given the Vikings a game, but the Vikings would have beaten Denver for sure in that Super Bowl because Washington just rolled all over them considering how close the Vikings were on the road. Competing the Washington Redskins, who went on to win that Super Bowl easily in 1987, would have been the greatest year in sports history for Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins, and the drought of championships in this town, because there were basically zero unless you counted the Lakers. Obviously, you want to count the Lakers, but they had moved to Los Angeles about 26 years earlier. That's a long time, 26 years earlier, 1961 or sixty sixty one. They moved to Los Angeles. Oof, 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 oof. And then the Vikings, who started in that year, 61, obviously hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. And then you win with the Vikings and the Twins. I mean, this town would have been turned upside down. And I remember that feeling. It was like the Vikings were catching on the momentum from the 87 Twins. Like, oh, my God, here we go. NFC Championship game. You beat the Redskins, you probably win the Super Bowl. And it just didn't freaking happen. Ah, it just didn't freaking happen. I still remember the players hanging their heads, walking off the field. Because I did see that, uh, not the whole game, because I was I was kind of a young kid and stuff. But uh, at that stage, but it was still very disappointing and sad. Vikings were just one play away from you know at least tying it up, maybe a go for two, or you just or you get lucky, you win it in overtime, and then you beat the uh, beat the Redskins and the Broncos and win a championship. But uh, unfortunately, that just wasn't meant to be. You have a better record the next year, of course, not a better team, just a better record. They play the 49ers again, and it was kind of like the last couple times with Vikings played the 49ers in the playoffs. It just was bad. It's just bad. Uh, you know, when Garoppolo and Co. and that great defense beat the crap out of us a couple of years ago in the divisional round. And, of course, back in 1997, when that club uh, with Steve Young and Co. crushed the Vikings in the postseason as well. Uh, even worse, you could argue in '89. Just an absolute demolition derby. '88 uh, uh, 49ers won the Super Bowl. '89 49ers won the Super Bowl. Both divisional games crushed the Vikings. And unfortunately, Jerry Burns wouldn't get another crack at a Super Bowl chalk uh, chance or NFC championship, unfortunately. But they did get to the conference final, and both times around, the '89 Vikings actually had a first round bye and still lost to the 49ers. Damn, in '89. <laughs> Vikings have won a playoff game in 87 and 88, both beating the Saints, which is kind of cool. Um, 1990, big drop-off, 6-10, last place, 8-8 and 8 record in 91, and then he retired as a head coach. He was already an older guy, considering he'd been an offensive coordinator for 18 bleeping years. Unbelievable. Even for Les Frickin' Steckle, he was the offensive coordinator. I'm sure that was weird. It's just back in the day. You know, Les Steckle, you'd think he'd bring in his own staff, but he didn't. <laughs> Jerry Burns, offensive coordinator. It is what it is, but, uh, It's crazy, crazy to imagine uh, what could have happened there. Um, Crazy story. It was just a different time. I mean, just like Bob Snelker. Like, uh, as long as I'm in this effing job, uh, Bob Snelker will be the offensive coach. That just kind of doesn't exist anymore. You know, I mean, if somebody's not good, they're disappointing, sometimes you have to make the move. It's just a different era, man. Just a different era. You know, like the offensive coordinator, oh, that's Jerry Burns. Period. You know, during the whole Bud Grant era. The whole uh, Jerry Burns era. Uh, Bob Snelker, offensive coordinator. It's just just crazy. That's just how it was. And I guess as years went by, it's like, hey, you know, it's like (laughs) there was going to be a divide when it came to that kind of thing. No matter what you thought about Snelker. And it's not like he was a bad offensive coordinator. He wasn't, but he probably could have been better. This and that. You probably could have gotten someone better, especially in those later years. But 89, things were starting to get a little frustrating. Vikings won some games, but clearly... Things were starting to drop off a bit. You know, some of the great players, the injuries and this and that. Luckily, Dennis Green inherited a damn good defense at very least. Some of those older guys were still hanging around. Some of those excellent offensive linemen were still hanging around. You had Chris Dolman and you had uh, Randall McDaniel, Gary Zimmerman, guys like that, still hanging around from the, uh, the Bernsey era, obviously. And uh, that was a nice benefit for Dennis Green to win the division back in 92. But... Um, he was a, another offensive coordinator who had won a ring with the San Francisco 49ers, apparently. <laughs> Mike Holmgren had also won a Super Bowl with the 49ers as, off- as offensive coordinator. Dennis Green was too busy coaching Stanford the year before that. So it's just kind of cool how that turns out. Uh, or actually, no, it was the other way around. Dennis Green had moved on to Stanford. What am I talking about? Uh, Dennis Green had moved on to Stanford, and Holmgren won in 89, the offensive coordinator job, won a Super Bowl. And then he went on to coach the Packers later on. It's just crazy. Holmgren and Green both came from the, uh, gosh, it's just crazy. Came from the Bill Walsh slash uh, George Seifert's coaching tree. Just un-freaking-real. And then again, you look at the 92 Packers coaching staff. It was crazy. Why am I going off in that? I have no idea. Uh, Burns again. He was part of the coaching three of Vince Lombardi, isn't that just the darndest thing? When you think about it, too bad he couldn't uh, coach the Vikings to a Super Bowl championship. But he, but he coached the Vikings in four. To think, uh, Jerry Burns was offensive coordinator in six Super Bowls. It's freaking crazy, two and four record, unfortunately, because the Vikings couldn't bring home a single one. Would have gotten Jerry Burns to 500 in the Super Bowl, and then we would have felt a little better. But uh, unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, we, but we won the division back in uh, back in old '81 in the uh, Met Center uh, Stadium, whatever we call it. I don't know what the hell. (laughs) That sounds about like Jerry Burns back then. I don't know what the hell, you know. uh, Squadron left, squadron fly. uh, You know, you just try to get something, some damn thing. Yep, trying to make some kind of play, you know. A great play, offensive, uh, or excuse me, defensive P.I., you know, that kind of thing. Anything. Lucky play, great play, whatever it was. But Jerry Burns, gone but not forgotten. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Sounds like everybody loved him, really. You know, yeah, as long as you can put up with the language, <laughs> it is what it is. It was more just... It, it probably just made you laugh a little bit, even back then. Because uh, people were quite different back then, and you, you'll just never get that again. Uh, <laughs> some of us try to be characters in the workplace, but everyone's too stiff and too stuck in their own world, and they're stuck on their gosh-darn cell phones 24-7. You can't, even, you can't even hope for that kind of personality anymore, and if you try to even create that kind of personality... <laughs> within yourself nobody's listening because they're too busy on their phone what a shame eh, what a society now what a bummer <laughs> who, who, who who wouldn't go back to back then in a heartbeat and anybody that lived back then wouldn't i mean how could you not want to go back tell me how could you not you love the convenience of the phone being able to check your bank account maybe trade a stock or a cryptocurrency or something like that you know just speaking as an adult rather than just Playing freaking Pokemon or something ridiculous like that? Uh, How could you not want to go back? Seriously, seriously. Uh. (laughs) Or watching a game on your device. That was that would have been nice. It would have been nice to watch. uh, Hey, you know, if it had to be standard def, it's standard def on your uh, on your phone in 1986, 1987. You know, the NFC championship game Uh, on your on your smartphone in 1987. Yeah, unfortunately, catch the damn ball, but maybe it was thrown a little. Low into the side there, a little bit off. It wasn't a wasn't a perfect play, and you can't expect a perfect play. That's real life. What the what the hell can you do? Mm-hmm. Overall coaching record for the Vikings <clears throat> in Jerry Burns' case. Again, he coached for six total seasons for the Vikes, fifty-two and forty-three a winning percentage of five forty-seven, and he was five hundred in the postseason, three and three. Which again, if the Vikings would have won one Super Bowl, he would have had that kind of record in Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator which would have been nice, but hey, at least he got two rings out of it, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Bud Grant sure as hell didn't like Vince Lombardi. It doesn't sound like Jerry Burns minded him too much, but uh, Bud Grant called him a jerk on I forget if that was on the Paul Allen show. He's like, he's like yeah, he was a jerk. He, his own wife hated him. He said it, something like that. And Bud Grant is such a gentle guy. I, it was surprising hearing him talk like that, but it was kind of funny. Kind of funny to hear that. Oh, Jerry. <clears throat> As they're getting older and older, you just knew eventually one of these days this was going to happen. Just like Sid Hartman back in October, you just kind of October 2020, you just knew the news would come out one day that he's passed away. And gosh darn it, it's just how it goes. You know, 94, the 94 long, long life, a survivor, everything. To have the uh, the ailments he had with cancer and such for as long as he did to survived to 94, extremely impressive. Uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota and quite the, quite the appropriate place, I suppose, um, for him to be living at the time, when you think about it, for all those years, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. I learned something new today, by the way, as I kind of venture, you know, Vikings, and where I currently live in, Golden Valley, Minnesota, and actually I was born here too, it's my hometown. Um, lived, in other, lived in at least two other cities since, but uh, again, came back, which is cool. Interesting thought here, Golden Valley High School, which was started in the 50s, and their team name was the Vikings, the Golden Valley Vikings, but they look like the Golden Gophers, maroon and gold. That's kind of the Golden Valley colors, I guess. And then when finances were just dropping off the face of the earth in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, they needed to kind of move on, unfortunately, and become, basically the school became either Hopkins, Robbinsdale, or Armstrong for this area. Again, this is a local conversation, sorry. But... Uh, and then it came down to who was going to buy the facility, the school area and everything, the school and the land and all that stuff. The Breck School ended up taking over, but guess who the other candidate was? The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings would have been the Golden Valley Vikings, too. Uh, I'm, you know, not really, but you get you get the idea. It would have been a place for, like, you know, training camp and stuff like that. Wouldn't that have been something? It, it could have been, like, a training camp or kind of like a headquarters the Minnesota Vikings could have been right down the street from where I grew up, you know, Glenwood Avenue and all that. Glenwood Avenue. I grew up on South Middle Lane, and they're just like on Ottawa, Ottawa, which is like about three blocks down Glenwood Avenue. Whoa! I would have been able to within walking distance where, where the Vikings could have been maybe working out and such. Maybe that would have been like their Eden Prairie facility. Wouldn't? Isn't that the darndest thing? It's just something I learned today when I was going through the history of Golden Valley. So, thought you'd like to know that bit, little bit of information. I would have uh, grown up very close to the Vikings. <laughs> Unfortunately, it just didn't happen. So, I don't know, just a little tidbit of uh, trivial information, but it's still Vikings related. Let's uh, move back into the mailbag here and such. Let's get to the Facebook page. Actually, let's go to Twitter first. Apologize for this again. This will be a one segment shot because that's just how we're going to do it today. <sighs> I'm not sure if there's a whole lot of response on Twitter, but at Purple Mafia Show, I do believe uh, Mr. Dave Martin said something. This is one I didn't have as ready as so I would have liked. Yeah, cause some of these are like from other shows, unfortunately. Like Timberwolves Explosion is kind of popping up. I did a show on that very recently. Check that out. A couple of shows very recently. Brave the Wild. Keep up with that as well because of uh um, keep up with that as well because of Minnesota Wilder in the postseason. We'll see how that turns out. Matt Martin was saying, R.I.P. Jerry, sad day and Ben Johnson, coach of the Golden Gophers basketball club, says R.I.P. to a legend. Yep. So, mm, where is the most recent stuff for Purple Mafia? I don't know if there's any mentions anytime recently. I don't see the retweets either. I keep moving. Because, obviously, it's been a little while since the last show. But about a month, right? There it is. Gerald String on the Twitter account. Draft Review 2021, Episode 343. This is, of course, Episode 344. Thank you so much, Gerald, for the retweet. Sam Gupta out of California also retweeting the most recent show. Sam Gupta, Malcolm McSween retweeting it yep, Hall of Fame, yep, and here we go, here we go, Black Space, most likely Sebastian Barton, yes, he's unconfirmed on it, but it's Sebastian Barton, just read between the lines, it is <laughs> Hall of Fame listener, Black Space, let's get this intro right okay, I apologize, Hall of Fame listener Black Space, Hall, Purple Mafia Hall of Famer, Black Space, okay, so you probably just want to keep it to your Black Space instead of something else he says Garrisaw gave up one sack and three pressures in his last 215 college football snaps. Isn't that something? Yep, good, good fact you brought up there. Black Space, I almost said some uh, different name there. And Black Space again says, hey, Purple Mafia show, the TE the Vikings took, the Titan the Vikings took, the NCAA didn't allow defense, uh, Division two to play in at all in the fall. Okay, yeah, got it. So that's why he couldn't play. Yep, 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 yep. I remember reading that at the time from from you, and uh, I looked that up as well. I just I apologize for my ignorance on that. I apologize for my ignorance on that. And he looks he looks like an interesting pick to be quite honest. And again, he was division two. Yes. Uh, Sebastian says, List, "I called him Sebastian again." Space says, "Listening now. Hard to believe it's been eight to nine years since I joined for a few episodes." Yeah. Again, read between the lines and who that is. <laughs> it's. It hasn't been that long since you joined, though. Uh, at least 2016, because we talked about uh, Laquan Treadwell as a draft pick, and we were not all that excited about it. I remember that, but that is a while ago. I was living in Brooklyn Park already by then. But no, I understand. It's been too long, and gotta get you on again. Yep. Tanae Brown says, uh, excuse me, Tanae Brown and Malcolm McSween. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, Malcolm McSween out of California, also kind enough to retweet the most recent episode. And again, apologize for my ignorance on the, uh, on the the tight end the Vikings took, that would be Zach Davidson. Yep, Zach Davidson, that's who I thought it was. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, just wanted to make damn sure. And all of them have signed now. Uh, Central Missouri is where he came from. Again, pretty interesting pick. He sounds like a pretty cool guy as well. Sounds very cool. Uh, Mike Hughes has been traded by the Minnesota Vikings to the Kansas City Chiefs. So we might wind up with the Kansas City Chiefs cornerback as a free agent here coming up. We'll talk about him very shortly. Sixth round pick for 2022, Mike Hughes. Vikings officially say that's enough. We're, we're done with this. But to Christian Derehal, Cameron Bynum, the cornerback we took. Amir Smith-Marset, wide receiver, Vikings. Yep, he was a draft pick. All four your contracts, Zach Davidson. Jalen Twineman, defensive tackle. That's an extremely interesting pick, in my opinion. That's the one I was like, mm-hmm, that's an interesting one. Kenny Nguau, the wide receiver, or excuse me, the running back also. Both of the running back and the wide receiver are special teams possibilities as well. They can make things quite interesting. Curtis Riley wound up going to Tampa Bay uh, as of the 17th of May. Tay Hayes, Tay Hayes, that's a cool name to Arizona. Pe- Perry Nickerson, these are all like, you know, guys that were kind of on the, yeah, you know what I mean, like practice squad or, or, or not even at that stage yet type of players. Um, at this stage Perry Nickerson has gone to the Packers. Evan uh Evan K. Yeah, that's uh cuz you're in the it looks like Wally Zerbiak mixed with uh AJ Presinski or something like that mixed a couple of uh, Minnesota athletes with some strange names. AJ Gee and Doug Mankavich, you know guys like that. Mankavich, spell that one for me. Please spell that one for me. Uh let's just say Evan K, a tackle assigned to Atlanta. Nope, we actually got these guys. Perry Nickerson, well, not all of them. The Arizona and Tampa, they were two Arizona, two Tampa. That was Tay Hayes and Curtis Riley. Perry Nickerson, cornerback uh, from Green Bay, coming to the Vikings, signed as Unrest. And then Evan Kaye has been signed from Atlanta. Yes, I remember, actually. I remember, yep, I heard we had gotten a tackle to kind of compete for a job, see what happens, what the hell. Quentin Poling signed to New Orleans. And then Janarius Robinson was the last uh, Minnesota Viking uh, draft pick signed on May 19th. So five days later than the others. It is what it is there, though. Pretty cool. Signed to the Vikings. Again, significantly smaller draft class than last year. Because last year was a little bit crazy. It was like 14 guys. This year, closer to like about six, seven guys here coming in. Yes. Seven. Yep, that's what I thought. Coming in. Much more reasonable when you think about that <laughs> at the end of the day. So those are the transactions. Uh, Twitter is complete at Purple Mafia Show. Now let's go to facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. The most recent episode of Purple Mafia. I usually get a comment or two there and I appreciate it. Also, someone shared it. Thank you so much. I'll go see if who it was and it does not show it because they're like, no, you don't get to know, buddy. Yeah, I guess I don't. Uh, (laughs) Leland Albertson out of Iowa says, Sweet. Again, that I'd I'd released the show. And you're a great guy. Thank you very much. Gerald Spring, Nebraska. Also awesome. Says, Just made my week. Yep, and thank you so much. Mark Carlson says, Thank you, Joey. Looking forward to listening. And he says, Hey. (laughs) Hey, Jason. uh, Jay Mason Carlson. Get the download. And then Jay Mason responds with, No. No, I'm kidding. I'm making that up. Wouldn't that be funny? That would suck, but it would be funny at the same time. Vikings alter Kirk's cousin's sub- sub- succession plan after losing out on Justin Fields. And, of course, that would be Kellen Mond. Uh, Declan Goff of Score North compared him to a pot. Well, it's not really a comparison. It's like hoping. Hoping he could become like a Dak Prescott type of player. The mobility and the arm strength. You know, he wasn't the most accurate guy, and he wanted being really good. He wasn't as highly touted. Neither was Kirk Cousins coming into the draft. Kellen Mond, the name was out there. But, of course, you know, he, he wasn't a first-round pick. He just wasn't. And, well, we'll see. At least it gives us a chance. There's a possibility there's something going on there. Kirk Cousins was not a first-round pick. He was taken in the same draft by the same team as uh, RG3. It was like, okay, he's absolutely the star. He's a future star for this team. And then a couple years later, it was, you like that! You like that! And RG3 was not going to be quarterbacking the Redskins anymore because he was too damn injury-prone, and he wasn't that great either, actually. Sorry. I was saying dig this. This was uh, from Kurt Halmesser on Twitter. This is an image from Score North, ultimately. After after Minnesota traded multiple times, the Stefan Diggs trade is now complete. The Bills received Stefan Diggs and Dane Jackson. Okay, I'm glad to know they got Dane Jackson in the deal. The Vikings received Justin Jefferson, Kenny Wilkies as a defensive end, okay. Cameron Bynum, that's pretty cool. Potentially on a A. A cornerback Denarius Robinson, who could be a very interesting defensive man, and Zach Davidson. might you know That's the, the tight end, of course, out of Central Missouri. Might end up being a spectacular trade for the Vikes, because, see, trades take time to officially get completed. You know, to germinate, or whatever the word is. Uh, to settle. You know, completely settle. That's probably the best word. And you look at all the different draft picks, no idea what we're going to say with Kenny Willickies. We'll see. I'm not sure at that uh, about that one, but who knows? Same with Dane Jackson. Generous Robinson will see Zach Davidson. Well, well, maybe very interesting. And of course, Justin Jefferson was spectacular last year, and he's got all the potential in the world. Imagine if he started the first two games of the season with the Minnesota Vikings, or at least got a couple snaps in that game and such. It would have been great. And there's the Cherry Burns death there again, May the 12th. Uh, only one comment, but it was from one of the best people ever. That would be Mark Carlson out of Iowa. He says, this is the saddest news. Oh, man, they just, they just don't make coaches like they used to. Rest in peace, coach. Isn't that the absolute truth? They don't make coaches like they used to. It's the absolute truth. And I'm very happy to be drinking this uh, purple. See, I was just in a purple mood today. I just finished listening to Purple Daily, a little 23-minute conversation with uh, from Score North. I don't know why I'm giving them a shout-out, but I will, just because, you know, I just like it. Declan Goff and Judd Zolgad talking about uh, Kellen Mond and all that. And then I got the purple, uh, purple Waterloo grape, uh, grape, uh, mineral water. It's just, I was in a purple mood today. i was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I got to get on air. I'd been thinking about it and I had a little time and quite frankly, I was getting bored to death. You know, sometimes when I have days off, I get bored and it's like, what the heck? I, I need to do a Viking show. It's like, it, I would regret it. Like I have n- nothing going on and I'm not doing the Viking show. Come on, Joey, get on air, do the Vikes. Get on Aaron, do the Vikes. They love us. They love us. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens at the end of the day. Here's the schedule. Yep, and I kind of went over it. I came to a conclusion of either 10 and 6. Uh, excuse me, 11 6. 11 and 6 and not 17 games, which I'm just, ugh, I don't know, or 10 and 7. We'll see. I'm going to probably go over it again in the preseason. I'll go over it now, too, for fun. Uh, Steve Cole says go KC so not sure what's going on there must be a Chiefs yeah he's a Chiefs fan out of Pringmar, Iowa well I mean good luck to the Chiefs I I was happy with who won last year no offense but uh, if they're playing the Steelers I'll share for them I don't like the Steelers very much Uh, sorry Chris Porter if you happen to be listening or any other Steelers fans I'm just not much of a Steelers fan I'm sorry Uh, I kind of liked him a little more this year though Obviously, if it's the Packers, I'll go for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll go for the Chiefs. I don't hate the Chiefs. I just I don't know. God, they were cocky last year. Ugh. Just I, I just they gave me a sour taste in their mouth. Some of them. I, I yeah, and I really didn't like uh, some of their behavior, especially uh, Honey Badger in the Super Bowl. Oof, duh. he he bugged me. Mark Carlson, let's get to the point here. He says I can't say I have any expectations for the team right now. Looking at at the schedule, though, we have a home opener versus Seattle. Hmm. Maybe when the game is over, they can take all these protests back home with them. Protesters back home with them. Oh, yeah. And Twin Cities can get back to normal because with the way things are now, I won't be coming to any games. Yeah, it's been it's been bad. It's, it's been a mess. It's been a mess, all this protesting and such. <clears throat> Freedom of thought. Well, I'll just leave it at that when it comes to political conversation. Freedom of thought. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, regular season... Yeah, geez, we're going to be starting on the road, of course. There will be a preseason this year, most likely, with fans in the building. They're not saying about the time yet, but the uh, regular season is scheduled. It could be August 13th to 14th-ish, Denver Broncos. That'll be at home in U.S. Bank Stadium on Channel 9. and also all the, uh, well, Fox 9, basically, the main Fox channel on network television for most people out there. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, again, that would be uh, Gerald String's second favorite team. Uh, preseason game number two, August 20th or 21st, Indianapolis Colts. That'll be a home game. And then, uh, uh, preseason number three will be against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium on the 27th or 28th. All again on Fox 9 or KFAN or KTalk Radio. For FM or AM, of course, the radio will be the same the entire way. Week 1, Sunday, against the Cincinnati Bengals on September 12th. On the road, I think that's a win. I'm not sure if Joe Burrow will be 100% back ready to go. I think the Vikings should be able to win that game. It'll be quite interesting, but Vikings should be able to take care of business, and if we don't, I don't know. The next Sunday, again, that first one will be a nooner. The next one is the second wave of games at 3.05 against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, I don't know. Arizona started really strong last year, didn't finish strong. They'll probably start strong again. I'm going to say lost. So Vikings 1-1. At home, Sunday the 26th. At home, Sunday the 26th. Another uh, afternoon game, 325, all on Fox here. The first three weeks will be on Fox because they're, uh, I just called them Western Conference, NFC uh, NFC games. Seattle Seahawks will finally play in U.S. Bank Stadium instead of in frickin' Seattle. Uh, CenturyLink Field is what they call it there. Win, damn it. Just frickin' win. Win. Stop losing to these bastards. Now we can't say, oh, the always schedule us on the road. It's not fair. Okay, we're finally playing them at home, so frickin' win. And the Vikings will frickin' win, damn it. If it's one play, one lucky bounce, squadron left, squadron fly, whatever the hell it is. If you need Ahmad Rashad and Tommy Kramer to get it done, go ahead. Otherwise, just win the game. Vikings go to 2-1. and one. Cleveland Browns come to Minnesota. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Wow, we don't play a whole lot of... uh Yeah, the schedule gets weird later, though. It really does. There's a lot of Sundays all the way up until December. It's all Sundays. Ain't that the darndest thing? Well, it'll make it easier for me for the most part, except for the late ones. Those are tough sometimes to do the show. Detroit Lions, that's a win. Home game for the Vikes. Uh, excuse me, Cleveland Browns first. I think the Vikings should be able to win that game against the Browns. It, it could be a tough game. It could be a tough battle. So so good Seattle. But the Vikings go to 3-1. and one. Vikings then go to 4-1 and one by beating the Detroit Lions. I think the Vikings go into bye week with a 5-1 and one record. Because Carolina doesn't have a whole lot going on right now. Unless you think Sam Darnold is the real deal. Which I'm not convinced he is. That could be one of those weird trap games. But I think there's no excuse for the Vikings in that one. You gotta win. 5-1. and one. Just pile up those wins while you can as you head into bye week. That was October seventeenth, going into October twenty-fourth, which would be again bye week. Dallas Cowboys and Halloween night, NBC, home game for the Vikings. You could go to six and one, quite possibly. Could go to six and one, quite possibly. Maybe I'm a little too optimistic, but again, when you look at their upcoming schedule, it's hard to be optimistic moving forward. It really is. I will say six and one. Believe it or not, though this could easily be a loss on Halloween, and the Vikings have lost a lot of games on holidays. I will pick a loss. Vikings go to 6-2 and two at the end of the day. Say a 5-2, and two, pardon me, with the Cowboys. At Baltimore on November the 7th, these are all Sundays again. That's a loss, 5-3. and three. At Los Angeles Chargers, that's a win. I'm not trusting the LA Chargers just yet. Again, Sunday, this is a... 3:05. The Halloween game was at 7.20, so Sunday Night Football. We often struggle in that situation. The Vikings won last time we were in that position with the Cowboys at home. Actually, that was a road game. Why do I have a feeling, though, they're going to return the favor? The Cowboys might end up having an awesome year this year. That's why I have a feeling the Vikings lose that one, but we will beat the L.A. Chargers. So that gets us to 6-3, and three, if I remember correctly. Yep. And then we play the Packers at home. That should be a win. 7-3 and three for the Vikings. That's a nooner on Sunday cool. Usually the Packer games are at later times and such, but not that time around on Nooner. November 28th at San Francisco, that reeks of loss. Just reeks of loss. 7-4 and four for the Vikes at Detroit Lions. Should be a win. I think the Vikings sweep the, Deli- the Detroit Lions again, which would bring us to 8-4. and four. Home game versus the Pittsburgh Penguin Steelers on Thursday night football. Why shouldn't we win that game? Why shouldn't the Vikings win the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Steelers are tough, they're dangerous, depends on the Vikings cornerbacks. I, I, I guess, because, uh, you know, Ro, Roethlisberger, who's never going to retire, even though he talked about it 10 years ago, kind of like Favre, and then he'll suddenly retire and then resurface with the Philadelphia Eagles or something. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen there. It's the strangest thing, but, um, he, he literally talked about retiring about 10 years ago. It's just kind of funny. Um, similar to, literally similar to Favre that way. Uh, Vikings really should win that game. Seriously, win that game. That's all I gotta say. That would put the Vikings at nine and four. Monday, December twentieth. Merry Christmas. Loss, Chicago. Monday night football night game. Vikings lose in Chicago. So that would get us to what eight and five. You know, for the L.A. Los Angeles Rams. Well, I have a feeling I'm wrong about this. Yep, eight and five. Yep, Los Angeles Rams. The Vikings then. Uh, Yeah, there's three more. That's perfect. Los Angeles Rams at noon. That should be a win. Los Angeles Rams at noon should be a win, but it might not be. That's one of those in-betweeners. It could be a loss very easily. Depends on how ready to go that Rams team is. Matthew Stafford has had some great games against the Vikings. He's had some lousy games against the Vikings. Uh, They've had a good defense. They've had a not-so-good defense. It's a team that's kind of all over the place. They played well late last year. They made the postseason and then just didn't do much. Jared Goff obviously was disappointing. We'll see how Stafford does. See how great Stafford is now. He's got a real chance at something there with the coach and the uh, the offensive weapons. He has a chance to beat his uh, divisional foe there, his former divisional foe throughout his career. Uh, and really derail our chances to have some kind of a playoff run or playoff appearance or anything crazy like that. I'm going to go on a limb and say Vikings win. Yeah, Vikings win, believe it or not. Um, that'd make us, what, 9-5. No, uh, excuse me. Yeah, eight and five, nine and five. Something's missing here. I'll have to back up, I think, because there should be an extra game. Um, I'll say nine and five. You know, I don't think we beat the Packers. That'd be nine and six, and then Bears would be, yep, ten and six. So obviously, I'm missing something. I think we beat the Bears at uh, at home in the season finale. We almost always win that one. One and oh, one and one. Two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, five and two, five and three, six and three, seven and three, seven and four, eight and four. Okay, eight and four. Okay, it's because the Steelers game. Yeah, I didn't count that one. Eight and four, nine and four. You beat the Steelers, nine and four. Yep, nine and five with the Bears. Vikings somehow get past the Rams, ten and five. Don't beat the Packers on the road. That would be ten and six, and then you beat the Bears, eleven and six. So, yep, that was what I was coming to, eleven and six. I feel optimistic. Good, strong offense. Uh, Very strong offense. Should be a very improved defense. This and that. Uh, Hopefully, Clint Kubiak is allowed to be somewhat innovative and. Zimmer doesn't keep him stuck in the Stone Ages too much. That would be greatly appreciated. But I think the Vikings finish eleven and six at this moment. We'll probably come up with a different record, obviously. Well, maybe we'll end up being the same uh, after the preseason. With for them when we get into the season preview, early September, late August, early September next season, uh, as things get rolling. Of course, we'll probably have a uh, catching up episode in August or July. Who knows? Maybe there'll be more news, and I'll just uh, record another show sometime in the summer before we start getting into the uh, traditional. Tying up loose ends deal. But that's the uh, prediction I have right now for the schedule. Should be cool. There was an official statement from Bud Grant about Jerry Burns. He says, I met Burnsy at Iowa when he picked me up from the airport when I was visiting down there and from that point on. We started talking football and never stopped. We were on the same page a lot. When I went to Winnipeg, I'd have him come up as a guest coach. Our friendship grew over the years and we became very close friends. So did our families. When I got the job in Minnesota, I talked to him about coming here, but he had a contact with Green Bay, a contract with Green Bay. the first year I was the Vikings coach the first year I was at, excuse me the first year I was at the Vikings, I coached one guy short. I was holding the job for Bernsey until he could come the next year. Wow, that's pretty cool. He was a very astute football mind. He could see things on the field immediately. He was as important to my career as anyone I've been involved with. His coaching help, friendship, loyalty, family. He brought everything to the Vikings he had. I'm going to miss him. Man, I'm sure he has. Uh, I'm sure. And yes, Bud Grant was saying he was literally crying before he called in uh, to Dan Barrero. Barrero, he joined Dan Barrero during that time. Crazy stuff. But, uh, yep, he was finally done crying and able to join the show. Must have been a really sad day for Bud Grant, so... Major condolences there. The Mike Hughes trade that took place. The comments here again on the Facebook page. Brett McCarthy says he could never stay healthy. Yeah, Mike Hughes, I agree with that. Tanae Brown, Brett McCarthy's out of South Dakota, by the way. Tenay Brown out of New Zealand says, I wonder if he's going to be fully healthy again. Pretty much gave up on, uh, on gave up on him for free. Will be interesting to see if he sticks with the Chiefs. They could use the help of Legereus Sneed is the only only corner of theirs I really like. I hope the Vikings can sign another corner for depth, and we just might from the Chiefs. <laughs> but I like who we're starting on both sides with Patrick Peterson and Dantzler. Could be extremely interesting, and of course you still bring uh, you bring in uh, Alex- uh, Mackenzie Alexander as well. Very exciting at the end of the day. And there it is. The Vikings have made an offer to Bashad Breeland. Bashad Breeland moving forward. No uh, comments on that section. We'll look at Breland here very briefly. He was taken in the 2014 draft, fourth round, second pick by the Washington football team. Of course, they were called the Redskins at the time. He is 29 years old as Bashad Breland. He had a couple of interceptions last year, 30 total tackles against with the Chiefs. He's had only two, uh, he's had two pick sixes throughout his career. They were uh, one with Washington, one with Green Bay as he played only seven games with the Packers in 2018. That's what he was with in between Washington and Kansas City. He had a pick six that year. Pretty cool. Uh, He's kind of been in and out of the lineup with teams and such with some injuries or postseason, I guess. Oh, yeah, he had postseason games as well with Kansas City. got to the conference final, and then obviously, oh, yeah, he won the Super Bowl, won the ring in 2019, and then in 2020 got back and did not win, unfortunately for him at the end of the day. Interceptions, he's had 14 over his career. He had two in his first year, two in his second, zero in his no, he had zero in the postseason game but uh, three in his third year. Pretty cool with Washington and only one in his last year there. Two with the Packers in only seven games. Two with the Chiefs in 2019. One with one in the postseason in the Super Bowl. Actually, that was a big one on Jimmy Garoppolo. One of the ones that helped the uh, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Ultimately, that'll mess up Garoppolo because it was a pretty close game. And then at two interceptions last year, Definitely not all he's good for, obviously. He's good for a lot of things. He can even return kicks on special teams. He had 71 total tackles in 2016 with the Chiefs, 81 in 2015 with the Chiefs. Played a ton of snaps during the course of time. He's played many snaps throughout the league. Uh, throughout the many seasons he's played. He's he's kind of a depth guy at this stage, but still would get significant minutes, obviously. Significant snaps, pardon me, time on the field. At very least, though, a valuable piece, and he could easily start. He could easily start. He could be a backup, whatever it is. Some people believe the Vikings have made a one-year offer of some kind yeah, heading in Breland's direction. No idea on the dollar amount, but uh, he's seeking a multi-year deal to stay with the Chiefs. We'll see what happens. It'd be quite funny, though, the Chiefs just acquired Mike Hughes, so maybe we we'll end up with Breeland. Might end up being a nice little kind of a trade for the Vikings. We get a six-round pick, and then we have the ability to sign Breeland. So, might end up working out just fine as long as he doesn't cost a fortune. Uh, he'd be number 21, or he was at least with the Chiefs. You think of Patrick Peterson, number 21 with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Apparently, he's not going to be that with the Vikings, though, in Patrick Peterson's case. We'll see what happens. Nothing's happened yet. That doesn't mean this really doesn't mean he's coming to the Vikings. I wish he was, but uh, I'm not overconfident he's going to wind up on the Vikings at this stage, but it it could happen. The fact that nothing's happened is kind of, uh, you know, it's a little bit telling, unfortunately, that it's probably not going to come, but never know. Things can happen. Uh, Patrick Peterson would be starting at the moment, along with Cameron Dazzer, like we're saying, and such. Probably we'll see, again, McKenzie Alexander play that nickel corner position. So... It's going, to be, it's going to be cool, going to be cool. going to be cool the, the slot corner, that's what I'm trying to say the slot corner position um, yeah Vikings defensive line should be pretty good at the moment, we'll see what happens Armand Watts, yeah, Michael Pierce Michael Pierce is going to be the starting left defensive tackle Delvin Thomas, Steven Weber Daniel Alexander Jordan Brittleford, we got all kinds of depth there, and then of course the draft picks, we'll see how they turn out, they may end up being studs as we move forward With that said, I think that should about wrap things up at the end of the day. Should about wrap things up, of course. Uh, Hope all of you are having a good spring, and as we head into summer, the humidity really picked up this past week for us in the Midwest here. Mid, upper Midwest, well, basically the whole Midwest of the United States. But it's going to get better, I guess, on Tuesday. That's the good part, at least for some of us. Some of us it might not. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Hope all of you continue to have a good spring, and, well, Hope you enjoyed the little mailbag emptying here today. I figured, why not? I think it'd be a fun idea, and I'll probably have another one of these in a couple of weeks here again. Why not? You know, you never know what kind of news is going to pop up, or I just want to start reminiscing about something. It was fun to reminisce about Jerry Burns, even though, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't watch the Vikings fully back in those days. I wish I did. I wish I did. I wish I did. But I watched some. And, of course, my knowledge and history over the years of Jerry Burns was, uh, you know, getting up to par so I could at least talk about it on Purple Mafia today with that said please do write a positive rating for Purple Mafia on Apple Podcasts Audible or Stitcher those are the three applications that allow you to do that other ones for some reason there's just no review section right now maybe there will be or there is and I don't know about it that type of thing but if you could write a positive review I'll greatly greatly appreciate it. I'll guarantee you some kind of a star and I'll thank you so much on air and this and that I'd love to hear. I'd love that it only helps the show so much makes it look more attractive to potential listeners of any kind Uh, Please tell your friends about the show if you could. And don't be afraid to call in. Like Mad Martin has done many times. Dave Hickey's called in. Would love to hear from him him again if you'd like to. Uh, Mark Carlson would love to hear from you. Any of you. Uh, Blackspace Gaming. (laughs) Blackspace Gaming. Yep. All you got to do is uh, create an audio submission and share it. Share it slash email it to me. All you got to do in that case is open any, any free voice recording application out there and of course brent jacobson's the other one absolutely come on brent jacobson love to hear from you and others that haven't called in ever before call in just do it damn it Uh, again it's not a phone number it's an audio submission open your smart device open the free voice recording application every smart device has one and you can always download one too off of the app store for free i'm sure obviously Uh, just open it up press record treat it like a phone call hit stop save it and then share it slash email it to paladino live at yahoo.com. Paladino live at yahoo.com. It will be in the show description. Final thing and very important thing the Vigot application, the Vigot application is affiliated with the Pearl Mafia show, and I appreciate them very much. They're coming out of Pennsylvania. Uh, you can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. It's a sports, me- it's a social media for sports betters. Viget betting leagues, a month-long betting competition, see to see who has the who's the best sports better over the course of a month. Free to play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes. So that could be a national thing, kind of overall. Yeah, they're free coins; you're not using real money. Uh, there's rate information available on Viget on the Viget like line and movement, where the public is betting this and that. So it's always there. And it's not using real money. It's using play money, kind of like cryptocurrency, even though it's not real cryptocurrency either. But it looks like cryptocurrency. It's a V with two lines through it. So, like I was saying, Bitcoin before, it looks like other possible cryptocurrencies that are out there. There was one that had that V, and I can't remember what it was. It's kind of funny. It looked just like the Vigit app logo. Uh, there's Vetchain, but that one is just a V by itself. Shoot, I wish I could see it. <laughs> They're out there. There's a lot of them, a lot of cryptocurrencies. But, uh, no, please do join Vigit. And if you do, when they ask for a referral, it's Paladino Live. Paladino Live. That only helps the show as well at the end of the day. Any funds that would be uh, made off of that would go towards improving the Hurl Mafia show one way or another. If it be uh, be it a new laptop, which would probably be a good thing at some point. It's, you know, really appreciate what this laptop has brought me the last six years or so, but six years is pretty old for a laptop. At the end of the day, Um, that's just how that goes. With that said, God bless all of you. Take care, and we will talk to you next time.